What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Wednesday, March 25th, 2015. I got some breaking news for you, folks. Breaking news from the Beantown Athletic Studios. We are on iTunes, motherfucker. I told you the podcast gods could not hold us back. And as the host and the advocate of the Danny Picard Show, I am here to tell you on this Wednesday of WrestleMania week that my show is now available on iTunes. And... What a guest that I have today to, I guess, reveal the show onto iTunes. The one and only Michelle Beadle from ESPN. You can catch her on Sports Nation. Also part of uh, HBO Boxing coverage. Uh, Recently, I saw her interview Manny Pacquiao. Uh, So she's doing big things. But also, she is a huge WWE fan. And I'm sorry, folks. I think that it's because Michelle Beadle is on ESPN that yesterday seemed to be WWE Day on ESPN. Uh, I'm Michelle Beadle. I caught up with her earlier on the Skype phone line. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, we talked about WrestleMania. We talked about the top storylines. Uh, we got her take on the whole Brock Lesnar, even CM Punk situations, WWE, UFC. But, uh, you know, a lot of people today going out, I see here in Boston, like the radio stations and, and even other media outlets, online stations or whatever the fuck they're doing, they all want Dana White today. Everybody, Dana White's doing his media rounds. Let me tell you something. I didn't want Dana White today. Now, Dana White actually also will be on with Michelle Beadle on ESPN, but I didn't want Dana White today. We wanted... I wanted Michelle Beadle. She was there yesterday, Sports Nation. She had Roman Reigns, who's in the main event at WrestleMania. Paul Heyman came out during the show, which was awesome. And then she sat down with Brock Lesnar last night on SportsCenter. And you know what happened there? He broke some news. Let me tell you how I found out that Brock Lesnar was going to stay with the WWE. Because that was the news yesterday. Brock Lesnar went on ESPN, went on SportsCenter with Michelle Beadle and the coach. Right, how about the coach? It's funny because a lot of people who watch sports and I have people texting me. They're like, what? did the coach, like they Google, you know, coachman, and they find out that he used to be in the WWE. And, you know, people ask me, did, did coachman used to be, in, the guy on ESPN used to be in WWE? I said, yeah, he was the coach. You didn't know that? But, um, no, they didn't know that. But that was, so that was a cool moment yesterday. The news was that Brock Lesnar, the news yesterday was that Brock Lesnar announced he was staying with the WWE. He signed a deal. He's not going back to the UFC, even though that was the rumor that was out there that this, you know, his contract with the WWE was up. And WrestleMania, which is this Sunday, he's defending the title against Roman Reigns. And the rumor was that he was going to lose the belt either way because he was not coming back to the WWE. He was going to go back to the UFC and try to win the heavyweight title in the UFC again, which ultimately would have led him back to the WWE, right? Because that's how I feel about CM Punk, too. That's what these guys do. CM Punk will be back. If you don't think CM Punk will be back, then you haven't been paying attention to what what these guys do. They come back. They return. They make these glorified comebacks. You know, people could say, well, yeah, the money talks. I don't even know if that's true. I just think they love it. I think that's all they know. 
And they love the entertainment part of it. And that's what happens. I mean, Brock Lesnar, even if he went to UFC, back to UFC, he was going to come back to the WWE. I got news for you. But the news yesterday was that Brock Lesnar's stand in the WWE. And Michelle Beadle was a major part of that. I caught up with her today on the Skype phone line. We talked WWE. We talked Lesnar. We talked CM Punk. We talked WrestleMania. Uh, I was thrilled to have her on the show. I'm a huge fan, and we're both huge fans of the WWE. Uh, so that was cool for me today to catch up with her. Uh, so make sure you stick around here and listen to that segment. My take on the Lesnar thing yesterday. Again, let me tell you how I found out about it. You know, I'm, I'm driving home, and I get this message on my phone that says Brock Lesnar has signed an extension with the WWE. And I'm going, first of all, why am I getting an update on my phone with this? Second of all, is this, like, I'm glad it's update worthy, but I'm asking myself, is this update? I'm, I'm shocked that whoever's running the phone apps that send this news to your phone, I'm shocked that they thought this was update worthy. I'm happy they thought it was, but I was shocked they thought it was. Enough so to put it to your phone. And Pete, my producer, Pete Needham. Pete, you said you got the same update on your phone yesterday as well? Yeah, I was at the gym pumping some iron, you know. Getting ready for getting <laughs> Get, ready for what? WWE or UFC? For, the, for WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Where are uh, you watching it? Are you watching it? We need to figure out what I get. I don't know where I'm watching it yet. I have I'm no not, idea yet. Yeah, I'm not going there like Michelle Beadle is. But, I'm um, sick with that, It's be, in huh? San Fran. San Fran. Yeah. And now the rumors are flying. What's going to happen? The Brock Lesnar is staying. Is he actually going to lose the title or not? And, you know, you hear crazy rumors, and, and one of them that's flying out there is that The Rock is going to come back, help Roman Reigns win it. Their cousins are some shit. I don't know. And then Lesnar's going to fight The Rock at next year's WrestleMania, which I believe is in Dallas. I believe is in Dallas, which which I was talking with Joey T before we came on. Uh, Joey T was in the back here at Beantown Athletics, and, uh, you know, he's working hard, and we're all working hard in there, but... We are going to maybe take some time off next year around this time to go to Dallas if WrestleMania actually is there. I believe it is there. This year it's in San Francisco, right? The new outdoor stadium in San Fran. Um, one thing I forgot to mention to Michelle Beadle, I told her I was at WrestleMania 14. I forgot to tell her I was in at the Meadowlands a couple of years ago for that WrestleMania outdoors. I was actually surprised you didn't tell her that. I know. Yeah. You know what? I, I, it, I, that was a cool was interview the, for me. That was one of the best. You, yeah, you seemed uh, you I seemed, was excited for that. Very excited. I was excited for that. Very excited. Um, <laughs> So uh, we make sure you listen to that segment. We're going to play it in just a few minutes. Next, next year's uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> Arlington, it? Texas. AT&T Stadium. Yeah, AT&T. Yeah, right? That's Dallas. Yep. That's the Dallas That's Cowboys. Arlington. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I know. It's Dallas Cowboys. No, you don't you know what still I'm still look a little giddy over there. Uh, what are you going to do? It's WrestleMania week. Uh, so one thing that we're doing now is, look, I'm, people could have Dana White. I don't want, we don't want Dana White today. This is WWE. And I, but at the same time, when I see this story with Brock Lesnar, what do you do? Even me. You know what I say to myself? Is this real? I ask myself, is this, is this, is this a real? Like, a, is this, what is this? WrestleMania promotion, obviously. WWE wins again. Is this real? I'll let you figure it out for yourself. Here's audio of Brock Lesnar. And I thought, which was his best answer of the, of the night last night on SportsCenter, um... You know, really, just, I think, you know, I think he's telling it how it is. I don't, I don't think this is a storyline. I had to question it at first when I see him sitting in the chair. I'm going, what is this right now? Is this real? Is Dana White going to run down to the ring at WrestleMania? Are they going to somehow, because yesterday on the show, 
And you can get us every weekday, dannypicard.com, also on the Stitcher app, and now on iTunes. How's that? Huh? How's How about that, that huh? Pete? How's the pod- that? Huh? The podcast gods have nothing. <laughs> nothing in my best Vince McMahon voice. Nothing on this show. Finally, Danny Picard has come back. If you're so mad. <laughs> all right, we're done. We're done with the wrestling analogies, but on iTunes as well as of today. So make sure. And you can get every show on iTunes that we've done. I believe we've done 40 since we launched the Danny Picard show here from the Beantown Athletic Studios in Dorchester, Massachusetts, um, where you can get your skate shopping from Eric Doyle for only two more days because he's done. Eric's done shopping and skates in here. Who's going to shop and skates now? Couple guys got to step up. Who? I think Joey T and Tony. Joey T and Tony to are going to step yeah. up to the plate, huh? Yeah. Who's a better skate shopping at Tony, Joey T, I, or well, Eric Doyle? Oh, I think Eric's got the. He's got the title right now, but he's got the skate shopping and title. But Tony was the original champ, so really, yeah. And he passed it down to hmm. Joey, Joey to Eric. Hmm. So now with Eric on his way out, we'll I don't see. know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. We might try we to drag. Have a Survivor Series. We'll try him. to drag Eric in studio tomorrow just to get his take on what he's doing because nobody really knows why he's leaving. He's up to he's up to something. Eric's up to no good. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now shopping skates through the glass window, and I don't know what he's up to, but he's up to fucking no good. I'm looking at him. Look at look at skates like he gives a shit. Two days he's out. Got look two, at him. Yeah, he's not look even at him. Paying attention. What's he doing? He's eating a cheeseburger while he's <laughs> shopping in skates. He's got one hand on the skate. Oh, I feel bad for that guy. No, I'm kidding. He's doing a. He's he's working hard. I think he's looking at me right now. He's like, "What are they talking? To, what are they talking about?" He's probably shaking his head, yeah. bobbing his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna let you decide if Brock Lesnar's telling the truth or if this is a storyline. Here's the best answer all... This was legit. I thought he was being realistic, and I thought this was real life. Here's Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. I think uh, the older you get, the wiser you become. And and, uh, I didn't want to be that guy that retired and came back. So uh, there was a lot of different things that went through my mind. Uh, Like I said, this just wasn't uh, an overnight decision. This was a long, heartfelt decision that uh, you, you weigh out the pros, you weigh out the cons, and at the end of the day, um, last night, old, old Vince McMahon uh, put the offer on the table that I, I couldn't refuse. And, and, it, and, and that's really uh, when it comes down to business and money and health and well-being. I've, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been in a bad position with my health. I've been in a bad position with my money. Uh, and now I'm in a great position with both, and I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm, I love what I'm doing. I work uh, a limited schedule. Uh, I, I work part-time with full-time pay, like everybody wants, <laughs> which you can't have, just me. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy. How about that? I work part-time with full-time pay, which is what everybody wants, but nobody can have just me. How much do you think that pissed off some of the other guys backstage, right? in the dressing room for the WWE, how much you think that, that comment right there pisses them off? They don't like that shit. They don't like when guys, like, they don't like when The Rock comes back and he gets a title shot, right, at WrestleMania um, a couple of years ago, right? They don't like that they, because he's not there every night. He's not traveling with them. He's not doing the house shows. You know, when the, when, when the camera's on on, he's not there. And I think guys have a problem with that. Now, do I have a problem with guys having a problem with that? No, 
I, I don't have a problem with guys having a problem with it, but I do think there are certain guys that obviously the fact that it's clear he still has that type of contract where he's not going to be in the building every night, but he is a major attraction. And I think if you're the WWE, instead of running and hiding from that, just because a lot of guys don't like uh, the fact that, that he's doing it, I don't think I, I, I don't think you can run and hide from it. I, instead of running and hiding, you need to embrace it. And I think Vince McMahon clearly embraced it. The other part there was um, Vince, good old Vince McMahon, called him last night. I would love to have listened to that conversation. I think that was real. I think that, and now people thought Brock Lesnar was in some type of negotiating battle when he showed up at UFC. And he said this to Michelle Beadle on SportsCenter last night too. He said, look, I would have went to that UFC event anyways. You know, I'm still a fan. Um... So he said he wasn't using it as a negotiation. To be honest, I don't know if I believe that part of it. I think he'd only be a smart he'd be a smart businessman if he used that as a negotiation tactic. Why wouldn't you? So it, it turns out he ended up getting what he wanted with the WWE. And I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm glad he's staying in WWE. I know I teased yesterday the idea of let's say he did keep the title at WrestleMania and he did want to have a couple fights at UFC. Again, he's not on Raw every night anyways, and he doesn't go to the house shows anyways. So how could it hurt for him to take the WWE title down to the Octagon for his next fight if he wanted to go back and fight again? What would be the problem there? You'd have your UFC fanatics that wouldn't like that very much because they know that UFC isn't a predetermined event. Uh, So they wouldn't like that. But look, it's clear that the UFC isn't running and hiding from that. They're embracing it. They're embracing CM Punk, his popularity, him coming to the WWE. They're absolutely embracing that situation as well they should it's good publicity and Dana White's going to be on ESPN tonight right with Michelle Beadle and you know they're going to talk about Brock Lesnar which again is embracing the publicity that a guy from the WWE is bringing your sport so what would be the problem of Lesnar keeping the title if he did want to go to MMA still being under WWE contract letting him go go do that I I don't know that I wouldn't have a problem with it so we'll see I he says he's done. I Look, the, the, the clip we just played you, I do believe he's telling the truth with regards to him signing an extension with the WWE. Uh, we'll see what happens to the belt. I don't know. I don't know that I'm someone that wants to sit here and think of every single theory that could happen at WrestleMania. I kind of just want to enjoy it. You know, it's fun for a couple minutes to, to talk about it, but at the same time, let's enjoy it. WrestleMania is a major event, and um, I was happy to talk about it today with Michelle Beadle. And, and you know, a lot of this stuff here in Boston, I know every show we do national stuff and some local stuff. Uh, we, you know, we do the show with the Boston Edge every weekday. Uh, again, DannyPicard.com, Stitcher, and now on iTunes. I feel like the WWE, when they promote the WWE Network, nine ninety nine is the price for the WWE Network. It is a free read for them. Um, why not give free read about every other fucking thing that, that comes through this these airwaves, um, but I, I, I here locally, the story is the fact that the New York Jets have filed the tampering charge against the Patriots under El Revis because the Patriots filed the tampering charge against the Jets under El Revis. Oh my God, who gives a fuck? I mean, uh, do really? But that's what you got to go to, you know, when you're a local sports station and the fans are fired up and they hate the Jets. Jets file tampering. You got a Jets reporter. They argue. People argue with this Jets reporter. I don't know who the fuck he is. I mean, he seems like a dickhead. 
but I have no idea. I've never been in the same room as him. But I'm not going to sit here and argue with the guy. Like, who cares? He has an opinion. He's a, he's a writer. He's a columnist. Let him have an opinion. Do I really want to sit here and get worked up about tampering charges? Isn't the punishment just a slap on the wrist anyways? Oh, here's what I know. Darrell Revis is a member of the New York Jets. And here's why. Because he wanted to go to the team that was going to pay him the most money. And here's why he went to the Jets. Because the Jets paid him the most money. And the Patriots wouldn't go north of 30 mil guaranteed. I wish the Patriots did. I think the Patriots should have uh, broke away from their whole financial strategy. Put a value on a guy. Well, there are certain guys. Like I just mentioned, you know, WWE. They don't want every guy working part-time with full-time pay. But, you know, Brock Lesnar is a different beast. To the NFL? Yeah. I don't want the Patriots giving every major player $39 million fully guaranteed, who's going to be 30 years old. But Darrell Revis, he's a different type of player. you got to give the money to get that guy, to keep him in your organization, to make sure that you keep winning. That's the fucking guy, and they didn't do it. So, I'm not going to sit here and get worked up about tampering charges. I'm getting worked up about people who keep talking about the tampering charges. All right, the Jets filed tampering charges. It makes no sense. Let's move on. Let the league handle it, and let's move on. All right? We Look, we didn't want to sit here and make a big deal of Deflategate. I didn't want people uh, making a big deal of Deflategate. I criticized a lot of the big names and people on major outlets and networks who did make it a big deal. I won't sit here and make a big deal about tampering charges. I won't. I just think it's teams do things, as Trent Dilfus said, to stretch the boundaries of the rules, and that's that, and I'm willing to accept it that it goes on, and I'm willing to accept the fact that, hey, maybe the league steps in and slaps a team on the wrist for it. I have no idea. But to me, it's, it's not the reason why Revis is a New York Jet. Uh, it's about the, the money the teams are going to be willing to spend, and the Patriots weren't willing to spend the money, and I'm trying to move on from it. I'm trying. Thankfully, we have WrestleMania on Sunday. Um, special guest tomorrow in studio. I'll tell you who that is after this segment with Michelle Beadle, also a guest for Friday's podcast. Uh, But here it is, my WrestleMania segment of the day. I caught up with Michelle Beadle from ESPN and HBO uh, Boxing on the Skype phone line. Make sure you check that out and stick around right afterwards uh, to get the schedule for the rest of this week, and we'll close out the show then. Enjoy. All right, joining me now on the Skype phone line is the one and only Michelle Beadle from ESPN. You can catch her on Sports Nation, also part of HBO Boxing Coverage. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, Michelle, if pretty soon we're going to see you on some WWE coverage other than just being in the stands. What a day for you yesterday. Listen, I was watching this on ESPN, the Brock Lesnar thing, Sports Nation. You had Roman Reigns on. Paul Heyman comes in. I was excited for you. How... How cool! How cool was that moment for you yesterday? Really, that entire day. How cool was that for you? It was. It's funny. It was a. It was one of those days where I forgot I was thirty nine, and I thought I was nine, and I just, you know, I, I saw a little bit of it. It played back. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous because I, I, I love Paul Heyman. I just, I think he's the most talented speaker in quite some time. And you know, with the combination of Roman Reigns, I'll tell you how weird yesterday was, though, because I come into work knowing that we are. Um, that we're doing this thing with Roman Reigns, and then they surprised me with the Paul Heyman stuff. So I was like, all right, this oh. is awesome. Then we taped something with Dana White, which, you know, airs today. 
So I was like, okay, this is awesome. Then that surprise Brock Lesnar stuff happened. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew what the announcement was. He wasn't giving anybody any clues. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out from these other two guys, they don't know what's going on. And it was just sort of like a, like a crashing of all the worlds together. And it's just, it was, a, it was an awesome day. Like so, it's definitely one of those days where, you know, I have zero complaints. So I loved it. I loved it so much. So you didn't know Paul Heyman? You didn't know the Brock Lesnar music was going to come on during Sports Nation and Paul Heyman was going to come out? I knew last minute because what happened was, so I've been basically wearing a different wrestling shirt uh, every day this week. And the day before, I was like, man, when am I going to wear my Paul Heyman shirt? And one of our guys was like, oh, you should wear it tomorrow. And I'm like, well, why would I wear it tomorrow? And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, is Paul Heyman coming? Because that's been my thing. I was like, I just want Paul Heyman on the show so bad. And I, I don't think he does a lot of these things. And so... It was big. And the, the Brock Lesnar music playing, it's about as close as I'll ever get to being, you know, a diva superstar. Mm. Um, and it was, it was everything I thought it would be. <laughs> well, well, Michelle, is it as close? Because I'm sitting here wondering, you know, the first question I have is I see all this WWE stuff with ESPN. And, you know, I, I, I guess I'm wondering, is there something coming with ESPN and WWE? Or am I just reading into that? I, I mean, what is I'll that? I'll be honest with you. I, I actually thought the same thing. Because, look, I've been, I've been a wrestling fan before ESPN, during ESPN, uh, you know, after and then back again. Um, it's just, I've, I've been a fan. You know, there's, like, there's quite a few of us that are, um, and it's never really been anything that anyone else around the company embraced. As a matter of fact, you know, Colin Cowherd's notorious for calling us booger eaters and all that kind of good stuff. But I'm, I'm in the same boat with you because I flip on some internet thing yesterday and I saw the, the John Gruden breakdown yeah. of the, uh, the Andre the Giant match, and I'm like, did we play WWE? Like, what's going on? Nobody told me. I, I am, I'm exactly with you. I don't know if there's all of a sudden just like this bizarre interaction, if something else is coming down the pipeline. I'm, you know, I'm never going to know because I'm certainly not on the list of people who get told things like that, but I'm sure you and I will find out at the exact same time if there's something else going on, but it certainly does feel like it. I could understand why people think that right now. Yeah, and so yesterday was obviously a huge day with that, and, and with the Lesnar decision, are you were you surprised that, that he decided to uh, sign a contract with the WWE and stay there and not go to UFC? Because my reaction to it was, and I thought the best part of that whole thing uh, was his when he talked about Vince McMahon, and how Vince McMahon, you know, called him last night, good old Vince McMahon, and gave him a deal he couldn't refuse. I mean, are we believe, are we, and, and every time I hear something like this, Michelle, with WWE, in fairness, as big of a fan as I am, I still yeah. always, I still always wonder, is this a storyline? Like, is Dana White going to be coming down to the ring at WrestleMania and, you know, and Lesnar will lose and sign a deal with UFC then? I mean, what, do you believe this? And what was your reaction to all of it? Well, that's, I mean, I, that's, partly why I do love the product so much because there's, they never let you be comfortable in what you think reality is. And it's no matter what, I, even if somebody gets hurt, you're like, I don't think they're really hurt or vice versa. It's, they just mess with your mind. As far as yesterday, I, I feel like it was real because, well, first of all, he called, apparently he called us and they were specifically like, we want to do this announcement. He wouldn't give us any clues. He showed up with one guy. Um, my producers went into the room to try to get a clue. He wouldn't give us one. I went in there and tried to mess with him and try to get a clue. He wouldn't give me anything. He was, you know, and, and, it, and then he was enjoying it because he was messing with me. I was like, so when's the last time you talked to Dana? And he's like, oh, I had breakfast with him. I was like, oh, when was that? And it just nothing. Like, he would give us nothing. Um, as, a, as a wrestling nerd, like, I knew that the contract situation was up on Monday night. I knew yeah. that the, the idea was, well, everyone's in L.A. Let's try to get the thing done while we're there. It's convenient. It's easy. Um, and then the last I'd heard was that nothing had happened. And so I feel, you know, the reasons he gave 
all made sense. I'm not somebody who's ever had to go through all that, but the idea of going back into an octagon versus going back into a ring, where, as he said, it's part-time work for full-time pay, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. I know he's got a young family. Um, that's got to be a huge part of it. There's, the beating your body takes in, in WWE is significantly less. I mean, it's still something, but it's significantly less than what you would get over at UFC. And I get the decision. I, I was playing with it all day because I'm like, you know, why would you come on SportsCenter? And that's, I thought he was going to retire, to be honest with you. I thought he was retiring from everything and that it was a health problem that we didn't know about. And, you know, again, don't ever do what I say because I never get it right. But <laughs> that's where I thought we were going yesterday, and I was ready. And I'm on the air thinking, I have no idea what this guy's about to say. Like, this is crazy. That was awesome. I'm excited for you. I was excited watching yesterday. I'm still excited when I watch. I keep watching those interviews and everything over and over because – I go to ESPN.com today. I see Brock Lesnar s- stays with WWE. Story. I mean, that's crazy. To me. I know what's happening. And, what is happening? And I love it because I grew up a fan. And look, I kind of fell off. I, I, I don't know what WrestleMania I fell off about. Maybe 23, 24. And then yeah. C- CM Punk was the guy that sort of got me back into it. Um, me too. And, and I guess that's where I look at Punk going to UFC. And, you know, you had Heyman in the ring a couple weeks ago where he actually teased that whole real-life storyline of Lesnar leaving, going to UFC, and says, hey, you know, we'll unify the WWE and UFC titles <laughs> if that's what. And you know what? I'm, I was thinking of that, Michelle, and I'm saying, I actually hope they would maybe entertain the idea of that. Because it, oh, it's, me too. it's not crazy to think that UFC – loves the publicity it gets from WWE guys, or they wouldn't be right. taking a guy like CM Punk and trying to turn him into, I don't want to say main event guy, but trying to turn him into a big deal because he's never really fought in, in real life in the octagon. But clearly, the UFC isn't afraid to do that. Oh, no, and let's be honest. Dana White, as far as sports and, and dudes in charge, to me, he's top two, if not top. Like, his guy's not an idiot. He knows what, how to do the thing. He knows how to play the system and, and to make the publicity. Even when things aren't what he wanted to happen, it still turns, you know, it's a, it's a big push for their sport. Um, the, I think the interview airs today. I don't even know what parts of the lawyer, but, I, you know, I asked him about that. Does does Punk have a chance? Like, is this going to be something where he gets a beat down, you know, he seems to be training legitimately, focused, and he's going to bring eyes in? Because when he left WWE, he left a lot of people just sort of, you know, with their hands in the air, like, oh, I mean, even like Monday night, there were so many CM Punk shirts in mm. that crowd. And it was just like, look, the key left with people wanting more, which is brilliant. Um, and now they're just waiting for him to come back out into the public spotlight. And it just happens to be an octagon. It's, it's brilliant for Dana. It's going to get a lot of eyes. It may turn into a, a, an ass beating, but <laughs> either, way, either way, we're watching and we're playing. And that's really all that matters. Do you think CM Punk's done with the WWE? Because I don't think so. He can say what he wants right now. And I guess my take on it is that's what these guys do. They come back. Right. I mean, hello, have you watched the Stone? I don't know if people remembered, and, and I, w- I went back and rewatched the Stone Cold documentary and forget how ugly that breakup was. There have been quite a few of those types of breakups. Mm. We've seen people come back, whether it be for a Hall of Fame ceremony during a Mania weekend or, or Stone Cold coming back doing what he's done. And, you know, people have gone to the competitor and come back. I think Vince has quite the reputation, much like a lot of us, where, you know, when you cross us, that's it. But he's also a, a genius of a businessman, and he knows what's best for business, as they say. And so I, I'm never ruling anything out. I know it's been really ugly. I know there's been lawsuits and name-calling and what have you. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think money talks, and if, if it's just what's best for both, I think they definitely go back. So what's going to happen here at WrestleMania, you think? Because the idea was that Lesnar was going to go to UFC, lose the belt, Reigns was going to be the guy. I even heard theories that Heyman would then be the advocate for Roman Reigns because Reigns isn't great 
uh, behind the mic when he's in the ring. But what's going to happen yeah. now? You think does that change things that Lesnar's going to stay or, or do you used to? Because I heard another theory that maybe The Rock comes in and helps Reigns oh. win the title, and then it's The Rock versus Brock at WrestleMania 32. So that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I thought I thought Brock was going to be on his way out. And so then I think, well, you know, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, there's never been a person who had more of a look and the complete package as far as that's concerned to be, like, everything. And I do think he just needs a little more work on the mic, and for that, Paul Heyman, there's no one better. Um, but now that Brock's staying, and, you know, he's still going to do the same gig where he sort of just shows up when and where is convenient, um, I don't know. Maybe they're not ready to give the belt to Roman Reigns, but they've sort of painted themselves in a corner to make him the next face, you know, and that was part of backing the money truck up to keep Brock Lesnar there. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I just, I thought that, look, if there's any chance of a rock spotting, I'm in. Uh, If that means it starts playing, this is what I always tell myself, if that music starts playing or the glass breaks and Stone Cold comes down, (laughs) there's going to be some peeing of pants, and I'm not proud to admit it, but (laughs) it's just, I'll lose my mind. I think having Roman Reigns, though, there's a better chance of rock again because of the family uh, aspect, but you never know. The thing I love about Rock is he could be the highest paid actor in Hollywood, and the dude will still come back and do this stuff. And for that, he's just the greatest. When I see Bray Wyatt behind the mic, <laughs> I wonder why Bray. I wonder why we on why we don't have Bray Wyatt, you know, and Paul Heyman going back and forth leading into the WrestleMania main event. Every time I hear Bray Wyatt talk, I say, "Why isn't this guy in the main event?" Yeah, he is. This is what I think because I, I SummerSlam, I think it was when he uh, he fought Jericho and. I was a big Bray Wyatt fan up to that. I thought the gimmick was great. I thought the music and the haunting and the, just this whole like sort of Appalachian craziness was, was great. He's amazing on that microphone. For some reason, though, when he wrestled, I wasn't as interested. I almost prefer him to be Gary Talker guy with his, I mean, cause he, let's be honest, that guy, I don't know him in real life. I don't know what kind of dude he is, but whatever he is, <laughs> that person that he's in the ring is a hell of a character oh, yeah. and he's good at it. So I would... I would just start to watch Ian Heyman just go back and forth and then move on to the next match. And be like, all right, that was a verbal match. Just go on something else. Because it would be, it'd be great. Yeah, I mean, Wyatt's entrance alone. Look, I, I, oh. went, I went to, what did I go to? Did I go to, I think it was Money in the Bank recently yeah. at the Garden oh, here yeah. in Boston. I went to that, and, and the Wyatt entrance is awesome. Everybody puts up their phone. And, I mean, look, I've been in some pretty cool wrestling scenes. I mean, I was at WrestleMania 14, you know, when, when I and Mike Tyson sucked Shawn Michaels, oh. you know. I was at the Garden for that one. Uh, but, but that wasn't really as cool as Bray Wyatt's entrance. So, I guess I look at Bray Wyatt and I say, I think this guy's the complete package. Now, he's going to face The Undertaker. Yeah. What's, where do we stand with The Undertaker? I'm a little confused. He loses to Brock, and I thought that was sort of it. He'd get in the Hall of Fame. Me too. What's going on with him? I don't know. I'm a little surprised that he's back. I was I was expecting to see him Monday night, um, but we didn't even get like a voice. No, just, there was nothing, which I thought was weird. There was some thund- you know, the there was some thunder off. and lightning. Thunder and lightning. I thought maybe a little. Yeah, bit, right? that, and that was it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's been people saying, oh, I've seen some pictures of him. He looks really frail and old. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to bode well. But you're right. I thought, okay, so he lost to Brock Lesnar, and that's the end of that, and the legacy moves on, and, and he goes and lives a happy life, and. For some reason, they keep bringing him out once a year to have to go through all of this, which goes to show you, by the way, that the I mean, look, Sting, Undertaker, like these guys, and we're so happy when they come back. There's something to that. I, I can't imagine he go, does anything past this. I mean, this is the body can only do so much. I and mean, Bray Wyatt, at least, is a little smaller. I mean, that Brock Lesnar situation, that's not easy for anybody. At least Bray can kind of lift. So I don't know. I, I, I have to assume that this is it. 
I mean, if they make him lose again, it sort of takes away from the specialness of having the, the you know, the one in 21 and one or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I have no idea. I'm assuming this is it. And Bray Wyatt wins somehow. Or, but I don't know. I don't know. I just like the aspect of an, uh, the undead and some dude who thinks he's like some weird deity, which I haven't figured out what he is yet. Um, Sting, I watched him the other night open Raw, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I, and I think he must say this to himself too. Why didn't I do, <laughs> why didn't I do this sooner? Because it looks, right. it's awesome. He's in there swinging the bat around. He's now on the mic. Stephanie McMahon's trying to slap him. He looks like he's having a blast. He looks like he's still got something left in the tank. And when I first saw him, I didn't actually think that was going to be the case. But he's, he's bouncing around in there. I think that he must go home at night and, and say to himself, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't he do this sooner? Yeah, I, I, I always wondered that too. Like, and what was the final catalyst that was said, okay, well, you know what? I am going to come back. I'm going to do it. The way they've handled the comeback, I thought, has been brilliant. They sort of tease us about it like months in advance with just that graphic, and then there was the, the image of the, the, the face, the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was sort of like just a flash on the screen. You know, we didn't actually see him for months. I mean, this thing was dragged on. And by then, everyone's in such a frenzy. They're like, oh, my God, things coming back. But when he finally does show up in person, that place goes absolutely insane. And look, we all, we see Triple H every week. That dude, I don't think he'll ever be out of shape. He's sort of a beast. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I wonder, too, I wonder if maybe he was living his life. You know, some of these guys, they sort of just disappear for a while, do whatever it is they're doing, and then, you know, I don't know if it's, they have nothing better to do. I don't know if they need to work. I have no idea what the motivation is, but I just love the fact that the oldies, the guys that I really, when, when I started watching were around, have come back and everyone's still excited about it. Who was, who was your top dog growing up? Who was your guy? I... I, well, for me, when I really started, I got in, this is bizarre, I actually got into it like in my early 20s, which I, I'm, I'm clearly maturing backwards, and I don't know why. But Stone Cold Steve Austin was my, my absolute favorite for all the obvious reasons, the anti-authority, the not take anything from anybody, just sort of play by your own rules. I loved everything about him. Uh, I still do. I know he's had some issues here and there, but for the most part, I just, I've liked that character. I thought the whole thing had been just well done. I, I wish he was involved more. I wasn't at Mania when he showed up last time, which bummed me out, so I, maybe I missed my one chance. But he's my favorite, by far. It wouldn't be a wrestling segment if I didn't bring up John Cena, uh, who, <laughs> who I guess oh, is... Yeah, well, who are I, in Boston, for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess he's somewhat buried in this WrestleMania card, right? I mean, he's yeah. fighting Rusev... It's, you know, USA versus Russia, it's turning into, but I mean, where does Cena, what's his future hold here in the WWE? I don't know. He is, I've never really had an emotion on Cena. I, I find myself, depending on who the opponent is, whether I'm here for him or not, um, I will say, like, he is the consummate professional. You know, a lot of those guys reach a certain point and they sort of start to lessen their appearances and put in a little bit less, but this guy is hardcore. He's in and out, and yes, He's flying private jets, and he's got his tour bus, but it doesn't change the fact that he's the one guy that is always there. He's the one that the kids seem to love the most. It's the most I've seen as far as the little guys were concerned in the arena. I don't know. I don't know if they're building towards a, maybe he's about to take some time off to go do a movie, um, but it is a little bizarre that he's, I think he's like the third match. I'm not even sure where he is on that lineup, but it's, it's nowhere near the main event, and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how they do that to each other, and got to be a very humbling experience, mm. but I think maybe the paychecks sort of justify everything and you can kind of sleep at night. Uh, so are you going to be there Sunday at WrestleMania? I, oh my God. Okay, so you want to nerd out? I, not only that, but I'm getting in my car after work on Friday, driving up there, going to like the event, going to Jim Ross's event, uh, Mania on Sunday, staying for Raw on Monday. I mean, 
My parents have disowned me, but I'm really happy right now. <laughs> it's awesome. Listen, um, I, I, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm glad you had that those moments yesterday with these guys. And, um, you know, I think there's, I think you have a future here in the WWE, Michelle. I, I really do. <laughs> I you mean, know. I guess if all else fails, although I say this, I've never wanted to be a wrestler. I want to be what Paul Heyman is. That's like, I always joke about it. Like, words are my weapon. That's what I want to do. So if I ever got to do anything, I'd prefer that. Well, I, I have, th- I've thrown out a show idea to the WWE Network. I've pitched it several times. Now, I don't actually know if it's gotten in their hands or not. I've tried yeah. to, but it's a show on the network, which is sort of like a sports talk entertainment show, you know, sort of like from nine to noon or something and, and you know, yeah. a, a couple hosts and it's WWE, but you bring actual athletes on the show because, you know, anytime there's an athlete in town, let's say you filmed it in New York City and did the show in New York City, there's always an athlete on every team that's a big WWE fan, right? Every single time, every single time. So you bring that guy in and, hey, maybe we have... Uh, Pick and Beetle. Maybe maybe we could pitch that to the WWE Network. Maybe we could How do that. fun would that be? And by the way, you could have, like, for example, Monday night, there was a, such a random display of celebrities. You had Paul Stanley. You had uh, Zeus. What was his name? Zeus Lister. Yep. Um, you had Luke Owen. What's his name? Luke Wilson? Owen Wilson? Owen, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. How about I make it Luke Owen? That's what the whole guy. <laughs> uh, you had Rick Rubin, who, by the way, has been in every wrestling event I've ever been at, which is the best thing ever. That weird actor, Vincent Gallo. Some young out. It was just like, it was the craziest hodgepodge of, you know, oh, you never know who is a wrestling fan. But I do love the fact that we are getting louder and less embarrassed of our status. Yeah. <laughs> and, on, and on the front page of ESPN.com. And, and I, I mean, I think what we, is that? I think we have to thank you for that. I'm being that serious. I think we have to thank you for that. And, you know, you got Coach on there. And obviously you had Bill Simmons great. on Bill Simmons on Raw. But I, I do think that... You know, I think they see you on there, and you're a big fan. You're at these events. You're tweeting about it. I, I, I think you're the reason for this, to be honest with you. Oh, sure. well, I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you that. That was my first time, quote-unquote, being part of breaking news. I was ready to throw to some, like, wacky dog videos, and I was like, oh, that's not this kind of show. <laughs> this is weird. It's like big time. <laughs> hey, bef- before I let you go, Michelle, before I let you go, um, Shocknado 3, are you in it or no? <laughs> I'm in. I am, uh, I as far as I'm concerned, I'm actually in the opening scene. So, you know, really? don't be late for that movie. Yeah. Are you going to miss my awesome spot? I, I <laughs> I'm, will... I'm a secret service agent. Very, very professional. All right. I can't wait for that, and I can't wait for WrestleMania. And uh, listen, Michelle, uh, thanks for joining me today, and I hope to have you on again soon. Oh, I had any time. I'm glad we finally got to talk. I feel like I know you so well already. All right, Michelle. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. See ya. <laughs> All right. Great stuff right there from Michelle Beadle. Uh, I am all jacked up about WrestleMania, which is on Sunday. And coming up on Friday, a complete WrestleMania preview show. Local wrestler and future WWE wrestler, Mark Sherman, the shirt thing. He's going to join me in studio. And then tomorrow on Thursday, like every Thursday, it is a Violent Gentleman Thursday, a Violent Gentleman segment. Uh, We will have Sean Thornton. Sean Thornton for the Florida Panthers, formerly of the Boston Bruins. He will join me on tomorrow's podcast. As I mentioned, every weekday, dannypicard.com. Also, uh, you can check it out on the Stitcher app and on iTunes. That's right. And on iTunes. Subscribe today. Tomorrow, we'll also try to bring Eric Doyle, the skate shopping machine, who has called it quits here at Beantown Athletics. He'll explain why he's calling it quits for reasons we just don't really know. Even the people that run the joint here at Beantown Athletics. Something about an invention and the shock tank. 
and Mock Cuban. I don't know. We'll get his take on that. Um, but again, special thanks to Michelle Beadle for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You don't know how difficult it was just to get on there. And it's supposed to be pretty easy. Eh, podcast gods didn't make this one easy. But I told you, we would win this battle. And we did. I'm out. Talk to you tomorrow.